Welcome to the JBM Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff McHugh, with fellow hosts Blake Ashen and Max Kinnell. Tonight, we're talking NBA Finals, Game 5. What do we think about that amazing performance by Drew Holiday? Uh, I thought it was very good. He he stepped up. It was his first good game. Eh, he's had a good game, but it was first really great first, game. First game that they needed him to have. Like, right. Tied up. This is a huge game. I, I say uh, this game probably if Bucks win this, I say, I, I was thinking if Bucks win this, they probably win the series because they go home uh, with a chance to clinch it. And I did some research today. Uh, teams in the finals in the, since I think the merger up three two going home. There's been twelve times it happens. Guess what the record is in that twelve times? Probably twelve and zero. Eleven and one. 11. The only time it didn't happen was. Uh, like an 05 or something. I can't remember the exact stat, but they're 11-1 when you're up 3-2 going into game six at home. So I think the I think the Bucks are going to take it in, in six. But game five was amazing game to watch. Offensively, I didn't think any team really missed a beat. Uh, defensively, the Suns missed more beats than the Bucks, but I think still defensively it was a great game by both sides. Really was lapses by just leaving the paint open. But really, the great performances in this game really weren't a cause of that it was the drew Holiday and chris middleton making tough mid-range and outside shots that made that happen yeah i mean defensively it wasn't a very bad game at all both teams played really well and there were just a lot of tough shots being hit and it's really good basketball when it's like that so we we've seen middleton do that we have not yet seen drew holiday do that i mentioned last episode that i thought that at their peak the Suns are a slightly better team than the Bucks, and I still stand by that. I like knowing what I knew then about Drew Holiday. That I don't blame myself for making that presumption, but he wowed the hell out of me just watching what he did, and on, with 13 assists too. I it mean, was, he, it was nuts. You've seen that from him in earlier games of the playoffs. Like he did that against the Nets against the nets a couple times he's capable of doing it but does he do it consistently is the problem and that's why i think the suns are going to win game six i think it's going to be a Giannis good game but i think the suns are going to show up and the bucks guard play just won't be there i i agree i I, it's going to be hard to have that game again from drew holiday and more drew holiday than chris milton like, I think that's a once, maybe twice a series thing that happens. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, Giannis is going to put 30 to 40 every night. Like, that's a given. It, I think it's a given that most nights in the finals, like, Giannis is averaging 32, what, 32, 13, and 6, something like that. Like, yep. he is just, he is in elite status with his finals mm-hmm. performance. So, I think as long as... Drew Holiday doesn't have a terrible game. I really think, like, Devin Booker, first player in NBA Finals history, to drop two back-to-back 40, or, sorry, back-to-back 40-point games and still lose. I just think Chris Paul is, I think he's injured. I There's something wrong with him. I don't think he's playing at 100%. And I don't think the supporting cast around them is really stepping up like the Bucks are kind of doing. Like I, feel I thought like, in... I thought last game they they did do a, a pretty good amount. I kind of it was wanna, just the Bucks like had their best game. I kind of want to see 
Cam Johnson more. I feel like he's a better rebounder mm. than what they had on the floor in Game Five. I, I like Cam Johnson. I like the his rebounding, and like the, the Phoenix was just getting out rebounded, and that's if you get out rebounded by that much, it's not gonna be like like yes they Phoenix got it close, but just the incredible defensive play by Drew Holiday that was one of the best defensive plays, best two way plays I have seen in basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aiden can't be your only interior defensive presence, and that's it. Felt a bit like that uh, in Game Five. Giannis just bullies Aiden. Like, like there's there's no one that can really. I feel I don't feel confident in anybody on Phoenix shutting down Giannis. There's, I don't think there's anybody. Aiden's done a damn good job. He's still Aiden's like, done as best as he can. He's done, yeah. but yeah, he's Aiden's done, done much better than than I think it appears. If he's not in foul trouble, he's the best option yeah, that the Suns have. And he's well, th- there was one game he held Giannis to twenty six. Um, he he can do it. He can hold Giannis under thirty. It'll be tough because of foul I, trouble. But if he can stay out of foul trouble, I have full confidence in Aiden. I think that's the thing. His foul trouble. He's if he gets like two two fouls. If he gets fouled too quickly, like he's gonna get in his head. Like oh crap, I can't keep playing this aggressive on Giannis, even though he needs to have that not mindset when you're going against Giannis. you got to play aggressive against Giannis, because if you don't, he's just going to bully you. Yeah. That's true. Although, even, I, I, I think I remember a couple instances of Drew Holiday backing down Devin Booker. I forget who was guarding him, but everybody on that Bucks team is playing physical in Game 5. Oh, yeah. And uh, you, you've seen that from the Bucks. They always show up when it when it counts in uh, elimination games and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it'll be a tough challenge for the Suns to win, but I think they can do it. Really, they need Chris Paul. Really, everything besides Chris Paul, he he didn't do bad in Game Five, but really everything was encouraging for me about that Suns performance. Was just the Bucks had the game of their lives. The only thing that uh, gets me down about the Suns is that they're on the road. Uh, but really, I mean, Jay Crowder had a solid game. Uh, didn't do much on the boards, but Mikhail Bridges, you know, with some clutch shots. I remember him. Campaign even had a few good looks. Really, I this this I was I was pretty impressed by the Suns. I think the Suns playing at home is more of an advantage than the Bucks playing at home. I I think the atmosphere at the Suns stadium is more alive. Obviously, last game, I kind of, when I was watching it, uh, I was kind of pointing out that, like, when it was a close game, the Suns crowd was just not in it. I feel like crowd can play a huge factor in, not a, I take that back, not a huge factor, but crowd getting into a game and, like, getting alive can really motivate the home team and demotivate the away team, depending on how loud they are and, like, how crazy they're going, like, I just think I think I'd like the Suns more at home are more give more to impact than the Bucks at home. So I, I think I def- the exact opposite. The Bucks haven't lost a home playoff game this year. Uh, their home fans have always showed up. It's always been great intensity, great atmosphere. Uh, it seems at times like you, you don't really want to see Milwaukee at, in their home stadium. They're deadly there, especially when you have guys like Middleton who take leaps and bounds when they play at home compared to on the road. I think he goes up like 
six something points a game. His efficiency goes up ten percent. Drew Holiday plays a little better at home. I think at home the Bucks are more formidable than the Suns. And I saw I'm kind of going back on my statement now that you kind of brought this up. Like I think performance wise the players go up, but I think the fans are better. And I also saw something that I think this was through like halfway through the Atlanta series. Teams are shooting worse at Milwaukee, like five to ten percent, uh, not five to five to seven percent worse. There's like at Milwaukee, so there's got to be something yeah. there. I don't think it's like anything with the court or the rims. I I think it's to do with probably the atmosphere. I mean, it, the, the Bucks always play very physical, very good defense at, at home. So that's why they're I think twelve and zero now at home. No, they lost one game. They lost one game in the Brooklyn series. At home? I know. I, so. I believe it was the Atlanta series. Oh, the, maybe yeah, maybe the Atlanta series. Oh. Well, what I know is, especially in the Phoenix game, uh, was the crowd really getting into it, even on like really minor runs, which is what you need. But Milwaukee's done all that and more, uh, and and you have a tendency to. This is almost definitely a little bit of recency bias, but. I'm not sure I've seen a crowd quite like them. I think maybe the small market played a bit into that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the, the fans, the, they always show up. There's always a lot of them. I think they sell out most of their games. And yep. it's just great atmosphere. Imagine if the Deer District was inside. That'd be insane. That would oh, be yeah. insane. Do you think the play, the Drew Holiday uh, steal into the alley-oop, where do you think that ranks in... Five like plays in the finals. Do you think it's top five? No, not even close. Top ten. All all time. Not even close. No. All time. You don't no. think it's top ten? No. I I don't think so because there's a he had a steal and he made a lob. The it's not even the top play in the finals. In this, the, yeah, the yeah. Giannis block early in the series. Okay. Better I didn't have any opinion on that. I was just throwing it out as a question because I've been seeing it float around on Twitter, and I've had yeah no. I I've had people say more. it's definitely top ten. And I have people say like you, it's not top ten. I don't know as much as basketball, so I can't give an opinion. I was just throwing that question out there. It was a I damn think, good play, but... I think the block, it was a damn risky play, too. You missed that lob, let's say, it goes off the backboard. Phoenix with the rebound. What was... The game was... The Phoenix was down one point. Phoenix could go up yeah. two. Phoenix could go up one with, like, almost no time left. If Drew doesn't... If Giannis isn't a freak. It's a risky play, and it's almost not an advised play, because even if... Uh, Giannis puts down that dunk you're putting the Suns in a position to win still because they have they have time then to to get a shot off yeah and Giannis missed fouled, his... so it was a four-point game yeah no Giannis so, um... missed that free throw I'm pretty sure right yeah he did so so it was regardless, a three-point game even if if Chris Paul doesn't foul there the Suns are in a much better position because then they have time they can go back down they don't have to force the three no they still would they'd be down three no, if they if you made the two oh yeah, yeah, yeah never mind, never mind, yeah, yeah, never mind. I I find that and um I'm sure you both know this, that when you're just when your adrenaline's going that fast, you don't really consider that it's a risky play. Oh yeah, no. And just, like you made the right play for sure in that moment. And you can see Giannis signaled for the Uber. And Giannis had to go up and get that like unexpectedly. Giannis knew that was coming. In post-game interviews, they talked about it. Giannis was like screaming yeah. on the court, like screaming, "Give me the ball!" It. So it was, it was a great read and a great pass. But hindsight, it's it's always twenty twenty, and it was a risky play. But I think it's the right play. 
that they made for sure. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what do we think of Game Six? I think, I think the Bucks win it. I I think, I I I don't see a reason why the Bucks don't win it. Or I don't see a way, not reason, because those are two completely different things. But the way that the Bucks have proved they can play, I feel like I don't see why, especially when they're at home. They aren't gonna give it their freaking all. Their fucking all. They're just gonna I, try their balls off to play as hard as they can. Giannis, I wouldn't be surprised if Giannis like comes out for a minute and then plays the rest of the game. They're gonna need everything out of Giannis, everything out of Drew Holiday, everything out of Chris Milton, everybody, everything out of everybody else. And I still think it's a close game to be honest because I think Phoenix bounces back, bounce, bounces back a little bit. I I was very encouraged. Uh, by the Suns' role players' performances in Game 5. But I have to be honest, I think their luck is running out a little bit, especially for Devin Booker. I, I don't, I'm don't. i not sure I see three straight 40-point games out of him. But if he can do it, then I think if Devin Booker puts up 40, I feel like the Suns win because I don't think the Bucks do what they did last game again. For me, the Bucks had the game of the playoff run. They had all three guys were clicking. Drew Holiday had 13-something assists. Giannis played well. Chris Middleton was knocking down shots. And the Suns were in a position to win that game. So if the Suns, if they can just keep playing, it, it'll it be tough. It'll be the toughest test in recent memory for the finals. But if the Suns can just keep playing, I think they have a good shot at winning and make forcing a game seven for sure. I, I think so too. I think people aren't giving them enough credit. Uh, although I, I will say I think the Bucks are slightly favored. But, I mean, who let knows? me let me look up the odds right now. Yeah, I, Bucks should be favored for sure. They're at home. Five thirty-eight actually favors the Suns a tad. Really? On their on their rankings? Yeah, because it says the Bucks have a sixty percent chance to win at home. And the Suns, if it goes okay. to Game Seven, have a sixty-two percent the... chance to win. So the money line is Milwaukee minus 200, Phoenix plus 175. Spread is five. Total over under 222. So Bucks are favored to win. This is Vegas odds too. That makes sense. Expected, yeah. yeah. What do you guys... I... Yeah, you go, Jeff. Something tells me that this game goes to seven. The series goes to seven. I think the... I don't know. I don't have that much faith in uh, Chris Paul, to be entirely honest. I think the Bucks win it if it goes to seven. If it goes to seven, at least in my eyes, I see no universe where the Suns don't close out in seven. If it goes to seven, which I it might not, but they can force a seven. I see the Suns winning. I mean, I I could I could see both ends of it. I. I... It's really tough. Chris Paul has been inconsistent this series. Yeah, I uh, think it's going to come out shortly after the finals are over that he had some injury. Like, Yeah, he's been dealing with injuries throughout these playoffs. Yeah, he has a, a hand injury, torn ligaments in his hand. Uh, he hurt his shoulder. So he's been dealing with injuries for sure. I don't know to the extent of them. It could be a James Harden situation. Like We knew he was hurt, but we didn't know it was a grade two type thing. But... Mm-hmm. I just hope it doesn't restrict him. I just want a competitive game. Win or lose, I'm happy with a competitive game. If it's a good so, watch, at yeah. least. Yeah, I mean, game five was 
enjoyable to watch here. There, were, even though I really can't remember many moments, it was that close. Like maybe in the early second quarter when the Bucks had like were coming back and then like went way ahead of the Suns and then at the end of the game. But the offense is showing from both sides was just unbelievable. Yeah, for sure. And a treat to watch for casual fans. Definitely. And for for the game, I think this is really, really awesome. It's it's the closest this uh this year it could have gotten to besides the Nets. That it could have gotten to the Warriors era of ball movement. Yeah. I agree with that. Okay. Who do you guys obviously if the Bucks win, it's gonna be Giannis. Like there's no one else who's really perf- like Middleton had a freaking eighty point night. I don't know. They would take a lot, but who do you guys? If let's say Phoenix comes back, wins it all, Devin do you Booker. give it to Devin, Devin Booker, or Chris Paul? Devin Booker, Chris Paul, Chris Paul hasn't been there for too many games. Devin Booker's been consistent. Two forty point nights. That's plenty. I agree. I think Devin Booker would win it. Like even if like. There's even a scenario. I don't think it's likely Giannis wins it if he. It's probably like less than a no. less than a point one percent chance. But there's a world where if Giannis puts up like back to back fifty point games, like he could still win it, even if they yeah. lost. But it's very unlikely. But I'd still have to give it to Giannis if the Bucks win. Uh, Devin Booker, unless Chris Paul goes Super Saiyan these next two games, I don't think it's either Booker or. Giannis. I, I I would have to agree. Uh, I'm not sure. I, I can't even really think of anybody else on either side who could. Uh, Drew Holiday has been there even less than Middleton, so I don't think it would be Holiday. And uh, I don't know, freaking. Yeah, I don't know. You can't give it to Aiden. No, Aiden's <laughs> playing it. well. But... He's been playing well for what he's needed to do, and he's his model is not to be a. Finals MVP, yeah. not in this series, anyways. With all respect to him, though, yeah, he's I done agree. an amazing job. DeAndre Ayton has done a very good job, and but like I was listening to something, I don't know if it's on the radio, maybe it's Twitter, but like Phoenix is playing with like seven dudes. Yeah, like they're cutting their rotations. They're they're sure. like Milwaukee's probably playing with like eight. What they on the bench they have coming off the bench they have like. Bobby Portis. No, PJ Tucker. Pat Connaughton. Pat Connaughton. And Je- Jeff Teague, obviously. Jeff Teague, Jeff like, those three. So, like, I think, like, if injuries could have played a, like, let's say one more player on Phoenix gets hurt, you're running with basically six dudes at an NBA level. Like, all these other dudes aren't going to be playing. So, I don't know. This could have been, I've heard people call this the emergency room finals, like, last year, the Mickey Mouse finals. <laughs> The emergency yeah, like, no, it's definitely the emergency room finals. The amount of injuries, like the amount of injuries, playoffs. like Lakers probably go farther if they're fully healthy. Nets, I think Lakers beat the Suns when healthy. Yeah, I think Nets, <laughs> Nets probably oh, yeah. most likely Nets beat make the it. Bucks when healthy. Yeah. <sighs> Nets make it all the way when healthy. Yes, I, Nets are probably winning it if everyone's healthy. So it is the, oh, it yeah. is the, the emergency Suns, the Suns room have finals. dealt with their injuries. Dario Sarge is out that means you have to shorten the rotations you got to figure out if you want to play guys like tory craig they tried frank kaminsky he's not nba ready on the buck side they have injuries dante divincenzo gets hurt that's a big addition now you have to play guys like pat Connaughton, who are good but just not as good overall as guys like dante so 
it's really the emergency room finals. The amount of injuries there are has been um, pretty alarming. Yeah. And the shortened offseason could be to blame for that. It could be a multitude of things. Like what? The, the Lakers in the Heat had like less than two months of turnaround time? It was like 78 days. Yeah, like that's insanely short. Luckily, I'm pretty sure this season, like, it's gonna, they're gonna probably not have, like, a short, like, it's not gonna be as short as last season, but it's gonna be shorter than normal, because they're gonna want to start on time, right? They're gonna want to start, what, that second week of October? I think so, something like that. Because the NBA usually starts right at, like, a week or two after the NHL. NHL usually starts, like, October 1st. Now, let me ask this, though. In their healthiest forms, does... Do, do the Clippers, one, make it to this series past the Suns? Yes. And two, contend with the Bucks. Look at what they did without Kawhi. They took him to six. And those were some pretty damn close games. I, I, I'm i forgetting. Were they without Kawhi the whole series? They were without the the Kawhi series. the whole series. The whole I think series. Ka- I think Kawhi takes them over the edge. Easily. With the way Chris Paul was... Oh, okay, well, we have to also assume... Are we assuming that both, like, Suns perfectly healthy... And I think it's only fair that we do Clippers perfectly healthy and Suns perfectly healthy. The Suns didn't have any injuries. But the Suns, but like, if yeah, Chris Paul is hundred, really if Chris Paul is closer to one hundred percent, he's playing I a mean, little yeah, bit better. Even then, I, even I then, think I'd the still difference, take, I'd the still difference take between LA. Chris Paul being healthy, the gap yeah. that he is there, and adding Kawhi Leonard is is much bigger. Kawhi yeah. would have been a difference maker. Same with uh, AD. No, remind me, at what point in this uh, playoffs, I, I, the Suns play the Nuggets, correct? Yes, second round. Now, what if the Nuggets are healthy? I forget, uh, was the, that... Was, it's was Jamal that a, Murray. Jamal yeah, Murray, was, Jamal like Murray a, was, was out, yeah. He could have made a, a sweep. bigger impact. What was it? The Nuggets got swept by the Suns? No. The clip. Yes, the Nuggets got swept by the Suns. Really? In the second round, uh, right? Yeah, Jamal Murray could have made a bigger impact, but I, I don't think it would have been. It like maybe instead six. of losing in five, they lose in four. four. Uh, you the mean Sun, four? Nuggets, of, like they probably lose in five or six with Jamal Murray. Oh yeah, instead of four, they lose in five is what I meant to say. The Nuggets, or they they just weren't really ready. I don't think they're going to be ready for a while. They had the MVP, but the way Aiton was playing defense on Jokic, they figured him out pretty early on. They just let him score. Couldn't really do his facilitating, and after that. Jamal Murray, uh, I don't really think he's enough to push them over the edge. The games were really close. The Nuggets in their current form are, I feel like, a perennial four seed. Yeah. Uh, and I don't, I don't know. As Jamal Murray develops, that'll get better. But Jokic is where he needs to be. Uh, the rest of the side is certainly not. Uh, they're they're getting some good additions. Michael Porter Jr. developing nicely has been great to watch. He's turning into a, a legit threat scorer, pure scorer. Uh, with Murray there, he needs to work on his uh, facilitating a bit, but he's a very good guard. So I like where they're headed for sure. Yeah, I, oh, yeah. I, I, like, mm. I like where they're headed too. I feel like a lot. I feel like the the West is. A very much, much, much better than the East. Like, if you look at the comparison to the tenth, who was the tenth in the the West this year? It was uh, Grizzlies, Spurs. maybe. It was a Grizzlies. Oh, Grizzlies. Spurs. Was it Grizzlies? No. No Spurs. Spurs versus the what? The ten was the the Hornets. 
No, like, Spurs versus um Spurs Pacers versus Stone. Grizzlies. No, no, Spurs versus Grizzlies. Grizzlies won. The yeah, Grizzlies, Grizzlies won, and East. the Grizzlies was, played the Pacers Eastern Conference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think the West. I feel like it wasn't too long ago where the East was a lot better than the West, and now I feel like it's switched. Correct me if I'm wrong. Well, it was LeBron carrying the yeah. East for a long, long time, even and that then, made I it think, kind the of East even. Has always but... been, and even still now, the East top heavy wise, like. First oh, yeah. three, yeah, the, the East is better. Three, and I think it's really always been like that. The East has always had powerhouses, but from top to bottom, it hasn't been up to snuff with the West. Uh, the West I is don't just think, so I don't deep. Like, like the, 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 even the Grizzlies could have like st- stood a chance against... Like Grizzlies could probably beat any team to... like Who is the fifth seed in the West? Was that like... Um, uh, the, uh, Mavericks? Mavericks. Yeah, like I think up to them they could probably put up a good fight in the series, but like past that, like four, four, yeah, I think they could put up at least a fight. This is in their current form. I'm not sure. Mavericks, people the Mavericks give them enough put credit. The Clippers to seven, and the Clippers are much, 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 much better than the Mavericks. Okay, maybe nine through six, excluding the, the Warriors Grizzlies. if they're healthy. Because they, they could take Warriors. the Grizzlies could take the Trailblazers. Grizzlies could take the Trailblazers. It's really Dame and Dame only. It depends on how well Vucevic and CJ play, but yeah, maybe. Speak, I, speaking of the Warriors and injury, like it's reported that Clay is going to be back next year. Where do you think this year they finished? What uh, ninth or no eighth? Eighth in the eighth or seventh? Eighth in the West? The Warriors? No, ninth. 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 Mm, they finished. I think they started. They, no, they finished. The regular eighth. season was eighth. They but then they lost, and that made yeah, them like nine. Because then they lost to the nine seed Grizzlies in the play-in. No. Yes. Yeah, they played the Lakers oh. in the playing game. I thought the, the oh Lakers oh I forgot it was playing with seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My yeah. I think I think the Warriors can bump up to. Uh, they, they I think they're gonna acquire the like Clay is obviously a good player, but maybe they acquire another like something big in free agency. Not big, but something good in free agency. And they probably move up to middle of the pack. Like, they could be a contender, but I don't think slotting in their, Clay. Their ceiling is maybe four, three or four. Their floor is probably eight, nine. I think that's fair. Their floor could um, be out of the playoffs. They're I mean, easily I, I if Clay comes back. Because, like, what? He had a. Was he the one who. Tore, no, that was KD who. Achilles injury? Towards Achilles. Oh, that's, that's an injury that. It's hard to come like you're never walking the same again. Like that is a really hard injury to come back from. I mean Durant did it and Durant was fine, still the best player in the world. Yeah, but it really it really depends on player to player. I think with Clay's play style the <laughs> with Clay's play style they'll be fine. He's not really uh maybe defensively he lacks, but yeah. I'm I'm a big believer in not counting out uh players in terms of regression until we see it actually happen like chris paul he's not like at his absolute peak but we still see him performing when healthy of course at a level that not many other players can lebron same sort of thing he still performs at a high level and curry he came back almost you could argue better than he was at his peak maybe not physically but playmaking wise so i don't i don't want to count out clay yet but, I mean, yeah, you are right. ACL tear, that's a hell of a thing to come back from. And he was at, like, what, two years? It's been, like, two years now. Yeah, since the finals against the Raptors. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, 
I other than that, I don't really see much of a reason to doubt that the Warriors can be a six or seven seed. Really, it's yeah. it's about the competition around them, and the Trailblazers are kind of a mixed bag right now. We don't know how this off season is going to go for them. The Mavericks, I think they can keep improving, but it really yeah. that's another thing to talk about. Freaking Kristaps Porzingis, what's going to happen with him? I know they had problems with the front office in the during the season, but now that front office has gone flipped on its rear end. Nobody really knows what's happening there. What I just realized is something that if you guys are listening, our next podcast episode could easily we could do. I think we could do a mock draft. NBA draft is in ten days. Maybe we could do that for the next. If the if you guys wanted to, I think. It'd be a fun thing for the viewers to listen to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'd do maybe it. not. Obviously, not the like. I don't think both rounds. Maybe the first round. Maybe we because I think all what two both both rounds is probably pretty lengthy, and I don't think much of many of us are equipped with that much college basketball knowledge to be able to say who's getting the last pick. Maybe, but. I think given like maybe top ten, top fifteen, who you think's gonna get drafted, I think it'd make yeah. for we all make our own list. I feel like that's if that uh, just a little little sneak peek at our next episode. If you guys are made for yep. this far in the episode, okay. I think do we wanna give me my five minutes of talking about the NHL for people? Go for and it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean today or no, sorry, yesterday the protection list for the expansion draft came out and a lot of notable names here you got you got carrie price who just came off of one of the best playoff runs of his career being left unprotected like he's just he's a top five goal in the nhl right now and i don't see why you don't like he has he has a very big contract nine million uh, dollars a year and he is a pretty darn good goalie we saw that in the playoffs this year but I don't think he's going to get taken by the Montreal Canadiens, to be brutally honest. If so, he will be the starting goaltender. But there's so many other good goalies that make a lot less. Uh, Matt Murray, two-time Stanley Cup champion, kind of fell off the past two years. But Jonathan Quick, uh, NHL uh, Stanley Cup champion. Uh, the, I've heard Jonathan Quick. He's a Kings player. Yeah, Kings played for the Kings when they were good in like early 2010s. He... He was great, really out of his prime. Chris uh, Dreiger, uh, he actually just got signed by the Seattle Kraken out of Florida. Uh, Vladimir Tarasenko, St. Louis Blues. That that name probably rings a bell for maybe you, Jeff, because he's play- he he used to destroy the Wild in the playoffs for the St. Louis Blues. I've heard that name. Yeah, uh-huh. he got left unprotected. Uh, the Leafs just acquired Jared McCann from the Pittsburgh Penguins, so. As a as a biased Leafs fan, I feel like I'd want him to get taken. He hasn't played a single minute for the Leafs, so we literally lose like a seventh round pick, and I'm fine with that. Uh, who are some other notable names? The defending two time Stanley Cup champions, Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, the Cheaters, as I like to call them, because they went eighteen million dollars over the cap, but they have to let a lot of players go because they are way over the cap, and you can't do that. There's no luxury tax in the NHL, so. You got, I think, who the uh, Seattle Kraken 
should really go after. This dude is going to make you'll, – you'll know this dude, Jeff. He will be the face of your franchise. P.K. Subban. So good with the media. So, like, known around – like, you don't know much about hockey, Jeff, but you know the name P.K. Subban. I do know P.K. Subban. Like, yeah. he will be your spokesperson. He will be the dude that are selling tickets. They were – he was left unprotected. He is pretty far out of his prime. He's nowhere where he used to be when he played with Montreal, but – but he's like, and I don't want to make it seem extreme, but like, all like a, a Dame type level popularity player. Yeah, that's a great, like, if for people who maybe not know care much about hockey, he's and care more about basketball. He's like Dame. Like, I can compare him to Dame. And then you have Ben Bishop, who out of the Dallas Stars, who's a very like Stanley. Actually, I don't know if he played in the Stanley. Stanley goaltender, right? Yep, goaltender Ben Bishop. There's a lot of good goalies. What I could see, so you have to take one player from each uh, team in the NHL, except for the Las Vegas Golden Knights because they were expansion team within five years. Kind of bullcrap because they're really good and usually one in a hundred thousand chance that uh, expansion team makes the playoffs all four years out. So they don't get to take anybody from that team. But you got to take one player, and some of these players you can only have twenty skaters and two goalies. So eight of these, no, seven of these dudes are going to get flipped for picks. So what I could see the Kraken doing is taking, there's a bunch of good goaltenders. You take a bunch of these good goaltenders, you flip them for picks. You flip them for first rounders. Like a lot of, a lot of teams, when they approach Seattle, are like, hey, we don't want you to take this dude. They're like, okay, we won't take this dude if you give us a first round and a third round, which is absolutely absurd. But yeah, I think the expansion draft will be, very interesting to watch. I don't think the Seattle Kraken are going to be anywhere as good as the Vegas Golden Knights. The Vegas Golden Knights expansion draft was just amazing. Their management is insane. I love the Kraken. I, I love their logo. I love their their branding. They did such a good job branding. Whoever they hired as their like branding people, uh, marketing people, uh, did an amazing job. And I'm excited to see who they take. I think they... Their, their division is really bad, uh, the West, if they decide to go back, the Pacific. But, uh, yeah, pretty interesting. Uh, one last notable name, Nino Niederreiter of the Carolina Hurricanes. I think mm. he he, he played, he used to play for the Wild. That's probably, you probably know him, Jeff. Yes, uh, He is, I think he's one of the most underrated uh, players in this. I hear nobody talking about him. But, yeah, that's just my two cents on the expansion draft, but... Uh, I think it's going to be very interesting. And then free agency starts uh, the 28th, so the day before the NBA draft. I think there's going to be a lot of free agency moves. Leafs are going to lose a lot of good players, sadly. But, yeah, that's there's my take on NHL for the people who want to hear about that. And now let's move on to some NFL predictions. We're going to go over our, our top teams in both uh, conferences. Uh, let's start with you, Jeff. Um, I suppose I go division by division. Um, AFC East. I I, re- I really see no team that will reasonably, as it stands right now, with no without injuries, reasonably contend with the Buffalo Bills. Uh, maintaining their strong passing game. I I'm not sure I see a team contending with them. The the Patriots I think uh, will be decent. 
they're kind of a mixed bag right now. We don't really know how they're gonna how their offense is gonna operate with their end situation. Be than, but Belichick uses them. They'll more. be better so than I've, last year. I, I've I've faith that'll work well, but I, I see the Bills at twelve and five, the Patriots at ten and seven, and the the Jets. Uh, well, man. The jet, the Jets are the Jets. I think the the Jets are the Jets. Uh, are, are they starting? Uh, they're gonna start. Zach they'll Wilson. start Zach Wilson right they away. They have to. They have to. They have, don't have anybody else. Oh, worry, because Darnold's not. Darnold's, Darnold's off in Carolina. Freaking Carolina. Yeah. I think. Start. I think we should Wilson. all go around division by division. Just say our winner. We don't need to give like in depth. Maybe our winner and our loser. Like who who wins it? Who loses the division? So I'm gonna have to agree with Jeff. Winner. Bills. Loser. Jets. Jets are. Still in rebuilding. They're going to do better than last year. Maybe get four or five wins. Bills are going to continue dominating. They're contender for the Super Bowl. And then I think Patriots and uh, Dolphins are just fighting for that for that 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 spot in, not as a division winner. So uh, I, I think Tua is yeah. going to develop nicely. I I, uh, I, I, I I have a lot of faith I don't, in Tua, but I I don't have much faith in Tua. I, th- I think people give him a whole lot of crap uh, expecting him to be something he really wasn't ready to be or really any rookie is ready to be except maybe like Patrick Mahomes. But I think I think Tua will develop just fine. Maybe not be elite, but yeah. My predictions, I have the Patriots winning the division. Biased Patriots fan. You guys can tell Max is a uh, native Bostonite and may play into his predictions a little bit. I never lived in Boston, Jeff. He never lived in Boston. New England night. Yeah. AFC North. Um, Oh, Max, you can give your worst AFC East team. I think it's pretty obvious. I don't know the rest of the teams in the AFC East. You got Bills, Dolphins, Jets. Going to be the Jets then? Yeah, it's going to be the Jets. Yeah. Okay, AFC North next. I have a lot of. Hmm, I don't have a lot of faith in the Browns. Like, not that I don't have faith. It's just. I'm not sure I believe that they can do much better than 10 and 7. Um, I'm a big believer in the Ravens, actually. You, you really think they're going to digress? Last year they were 11 to 5. You think they go 10? I think they. Stay around eleven wins. I think eleven, twelve wins. Maybe eleven and six. They've only gotten better this year, so that's true. Um, I, but I'm on board with you. I, know, I, I still really have like, a lot of faith in their defense. I the, like the Ravens, though. I love, I love the Ravens. I love the pick of God. Why am I blanking on the dude from Rashad Bateman? I think he's a Rashad I think Bateman. He has, yep. I think he has wide receiver one potential for the Ravens. A perfect compliment. I think it's going to be Ravens at the top, Bengals at the bottom. I think Bengals are going to do a little bit better, but Joe Burrow, I think I like what they did with their offensive line a little bit, but I think Joe Burrow is still going to be running for his life. I think Ravens at top, Bengals at bottom. I would agree, yeah. For Um, me, I have the, um, the Burrow, wait, who's in this division? Steelers, Ravens, Browns, Bengals. Yep, Browns on top, and then Steelers on the bottom. 
Stegler. I could honestly see that happening. I, I, if, if I'm not gonna disagree. Yeah. If Caden Luden is watching this, I'm sorry, but and I, I, I love the Steelers for J.C. Hosnauer, Eastridge alum. Just love him. I, I see him sometimes. I talk to him. I, I love him to death. But I think the Steelers could really take a step back this year, and they could easily finish bottom. But I, I, I think the Bengals are more likely to, but I could easily see the Steelers. They had a great year last year, obviously. <laughs> what were they, 11? Did they ever go 12-0, or did they? I think it was 11. 11, yeah. But, yeah, because their last five, they they finished 12-4, and four, and their last five, they had 1-4. And, and the Ravens ended their season last last year 5-0 and oh, in the last five. Yeah. I'm a bit biased because Lamar Jackson is – my fantasy QB. I don't even remember. Maybe he wasn't, but I have a soft spot for Lamar Jackson and, of course, Rashad Bateman. I think he'll be the perfect deep threat complement to Lamar Jackson's run game. Yeah. And their offense and their and their defense uh, is decent, something that you can't say for the Browns and Bengals. So I have a lot of faith in the Ravens. Okay, let's move to the AFC West. I think this is the most obvious, maybe not obvious, number one. I think I would say obvious. I think I, I, think, think, I know what you're gonna say is the number two. The, I don't really I think, think they have much be, of a chance. I think it's gonna be Chiefs at one, and I think the bottom is gonna be the Raiders. I not liking the Raiders. I think the Broncos and Chargers are gonna be fighting for two, but I I really don't like the Raiders. I I just I don't like Derek Carr. I don't like how they drafted. I don't like. Uh, do they have Henry Ruggs? Yes. I like. I kind of like him. But besides that, I really just don't like the Raiders. I think it's going to be Chiefs at one, Raiders at four, and then uh, Broncos and Chargers, uh, either one could be two or three. I'm liking, uh, obviously, Chiefs at one. Uh, at the bottom, I might have to agree with Blake. Although the Broncos quarterback situation is a bit uh, shaky, to say the least. They shore that up. I think they have a solid spot in number three. But I really like the Chargers for number two, to be honest. I I think I I, I think Justin Herbert is gonna come back even better than he was. I really like the Chargers at two. I like them. They're good. Do you think the Chargers make the playoffs? The rest of the AFC is really strong, particularly the North, which is their one roadblock. But they have playoff contention talent. I could, if they don't finish in the playoffs, I think they finish uh, eighth or ninth. I think they go nine and eight. I, I, I see them with a winning record. I, I, I see it. We're, talk, we're talking Chargers, right? To be fair, I'd have to look closer at their schedule, but yeah. Oh, they play the NFC West, though. Oh, wait, do they? I might be wrong. No, it is wrong. They put the NFC East even better. That's a, I like that. I think I agree with Jeff for my picks. Although, uh, yeah. they, they get kind of short end of the stick with their interconference. They play the AFC North. But, I mean, yeah, it's a trade-off. I'd still like the Chargers, for sure. Okay. Now we got AFC South. I feel like this is pretty obvious. Uh... I got Titans at one, uh, Texans at uh, four. 
Texans are going to suck. Jag Jaguars are going to move from a one-win team to maybe, I think their ceiling is five. I like Trevor Lawrence, obviously a really damn good quarterback, but I I think that's the shine that's the that's the diamond in the rough about this team. Not much else excites me. I think it was Tennessee, Indianapolis, Jacksonville, Houston. No, um, remind me, didn't the, who who's the Jaguars' second pick in the first round? It was uh, Travis Etienne. That's the pick that excites me. Although they already have James Robinson, but. ETN is such you watch his highlights from Clemson so fast off off the line of scrimmage. He he excites me a lot. But I mean, you know, Jaguars typical problems, their defense. I don't think they're doing much this year. Although I would agree that Titans are gonna be first. I don't think it's completely out of the question the Colts can make a run for it. I remind me who's the Colts quarterback this year? The Carson Wentz. That's gonna be their issue, to be honest. I, I I'm a I'm I'm a big supporter of Carson Wentz. I know he had uh very obvious confidence issues at Philly, and people don't give enough uh even to the idea that quarterbacks are people too. They have their own personal issues. So I'm a big supporter of him coming back, but uh that doesn't mean he will. Otherwise, I like that Colts team. Their their run game is. They have such a good offensive line. I love Jonathan. I love Jonathan Taylor. I love their offensive line. The receivers and eh, quarterback don't like, uh, but he is getting reunited with the offensive coordinator. His new head coach is the offensive coordinator who helped him to have an MVP season until he effed up his knee. Very Max, true. what do you what do you think for AFC South? Um. Yeah, I don't know the teams, once again. Titans, Colts, Texans, Jaguars. Oh. Oh. Um, Titans, Colts. I Titans are on top. I like the Titans with Julio. I think Julio's still a top five receiver. I fucking forgot Julio's on the Titans. Yeah, yeah. I, also, for, Titans I, I also forgot Julio <laughs> is on the Titans now. It's weird to freaking think, but yeah. It's... Uh, I mean, that... Tannehill to Huli, oh my god, yeah, easy number one. Yeah, and that's and that's even without consideration of their defense. Their defense is a little shaky, but which I believe is shaky, yeah. But I mean, you can't beat that. And Derrick Henry, is he healthy? I feel like he yeah, wasn't he healthy this time he's last gonna, year. He's gonna regress, obviously, because I don't. Well, he's not gonna have a two thousand. He's not gonna have a two thousand rushing. Maybe because they're adding an extra day game, maybe he's close, but I think he's gonna regress. But he's still Derrick Henry. I mean, he is still Derrick Henry. He is King Henry. King Henry. He'll okay. be very good. Yeah. Let's let's move into let's let's move into the NFC North. Okay. Let's do NFC West uh, okay. last because I feel like that'll be that's quite gonna a be discussion. the toughest one. Let's start with yeah. the North. Uh, I we gotta pick two routes here. We gotta pick if Aaron Rodgers is playing with the Packers and if he's not. If Aaron Rodgers are playing with the Packers, I'm still giving it to Minnesota. I'm I think I think Packers regress a little bit from last year. Like there's gonna be some there's gonna be some things wrong with the team. Like there's there Aaron Rodgers is obviously frustrated with the team. That could that could play into a fact with into the fact that like in the locker room things aren't that good. I think the Vikings are getting a lot of players back. I think they're only they're only getting better. 
I think it's Vikings at the top, and then as we all know, the Lions are gonna be the Lions are gonna suck. Lions are gonna get at most five wins this season. Bears could surprise people, but I think it's Vikings at the top, with or without Green Bay. Sorry, Buki, but I you know what I I don't think I don't think that ceiling of five wins for the Lions is uh I I could see them up to seven. I mean that that I'm betting on them to win uh to dude don't buy for a playoff spot but don't i mean think the lions are doing anything the lions no but like the, they're a perennial they're, like six win team yeah I, I think they've they've gotten a lot better but i just still think it's gonna be a rough season for them oh i, I would agree yeah but i love um, their offensive line penny sewell got gifted to us at seven but yeah i think it's i think the vikings win the division and the uh, lions lose it Quite honestly, as a Minnesota sports fan, I know not to get too excited about potential good news. Uh, and thus, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be playing. Plus, he, he hasn't really given – the front office has given little indication that they're willing to drop him. So, as it stands, if Aaron Rodgers plays, it's tough. Vikings have a very tough schedule, as do the Packers, um, which I think prohibits both of their win totals. Um, but again, the Vikings only get better. I think people underestimate them. I think the Vikings could easily tie the Packers' win total. That, I would say, is probably actually the most likely scenario. Vikings tie the Packers' win total, and they one of them wins based on some tiebreaker. Probably the Packers being... No, knowing the Vikings' luck, Bears could surprise people, but really, the only way that happens is if Justin Fields has a monster season. Otherwise, uh, I see them finishing at like eight and nine, Lions at six and eleven, Vikings and Packers at eleven and six or twelve and five. That's how I see things shaking out. Right. What's next? The NFC East. Uh, Cowboys, Giants, Eagles, and football team. This one is weird because it's kind of like the NFC West where they're all like evenly matched, but it's like the opposite. They're all like not amazing. Uh, I think the Cowboys win this. I think Dak comes back, plays great. I think goes Cowboys and then I think I think the Eagles are going to lose it just like they did this year. I don't really have much to back up. I just think Cowboys Dak comes back. I think the Eagles are still going to be dog crap. Uh football team will probably get second, Giants will get third. My reasoning I like behind that. it. Uh, my reason I just think that's going to happen. Football team has a good defense. I can see football team also competing for the number 1 spot. I think it's football team or Cowboys, Giants and Eagles not going to be able to do it um the the roadblock for me for the cowboys is their uh poor defense but with that coming back that offense is damn near unstoppable we yeah, saw that even when zeke was out tony pollard was uh very solid in his own right um i think their running situation is good their passing situation obviously is exceptional when Dak is healthy um, the football team, they could surprise some people with their uh, 
their their defense is really solid, but their quarterback situation gives me uh, gives gives me some doubts for sure. I like Scary Terry and Antonio Gibson, but I think the division goes to the Cowboys as it stands. Um, I think the Eagles finished last, but I don't have as little faith in Jalen Hurts as some. I think he could surprise some people as well. And Giants, I think they actually uh, improved a little bit, but finished ultimately at probably eight and nine behind the rest of the division. I don't think it'll be as piss poor of a, of a division uh, division wide as it was last year. Max, what are your thoughts? I think the Cowboys win it. Uh, I like the Cowboys. I like Dak. Hard yeah. to argue. Hard to argue. I think the Cowboys win it. Okay, let's move on to the, to the last two here. We got the NFC South. Uh, I think the I think it's pretty easy. Uh, Bucks win it. Uh, just come off of, just came off a Super Bowl win. Amazing run. Kept all twenty two starters. Tom Brady is is eyeing for that eighth. Like just insanely good quarterback. And then I think. It's hard to say who is – I think the Saints are going to be two, but that that four spot, I, I like Atlanta, but at the same time, I, I like Carolina a little bit more. I think uh, what Sam Darnold has a lot to prove uh, as he's on a slightly better team. Uh, I think it goes Tampa, New Orleans, Carolina, Atlanta. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, with McCaffrey back, I uh, I have a lot. Yeah, of Yeah, I forgot McCaffrey like the best in the Panthers offense. One of the best, top five running backs in the league. Uh, Which receivers do they keep? Can you remind me? Uh, DJ, I think they lost Curtis Samuel. DJ Moore. They have DJ Moore, and then I'll look it up. I'll look up their depth. I know they had three like loaded receivers. Um, but I mean, yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't know how the Bucks are going to perform again. To be honest. So we got Tom Brady's like 40, 44. Yeah, forty three. He'll be forty four. Uh, yeah. I mean, again, I'm a big believer in not uh, discounting players until they actually start showing signs of regression. Tom Brady has yet to much do that. So. Mm-hmm. So the Panthers. Panthers have Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, and David Moore. Those are like their. Those are their three starting wide receivers. I see. Okay. Um, but again, there's some uh, inconsistencies with the quarterback position. They have Darnold and, and who else? Darnold, and then their backup is PJ Walker. He so played I in the be X- Darnold. <laughs> he played in the XFL last, or no, he played last season. But he was known if you recognize the name, it was because of the X- XFL. Yeah, so it'll be Darnold. That's a weaker spot, but um. I, I think still, I, I still like the Panthers to be honest. Yeah, I like the Panthers more, but Max, I'm pretty sure you're gonna you still love Tom Brady, so you're probably gonna say Bucks. But I don't think that's like I'm a biased Tom take. Brady bandwagon. You're not right? no, you're not bandwagon. You just like you like the Patriots, so you're gonna you're gonna follow the dude who led him to six Super Bowls. You're gonna you're gonna root for him. It's not like you're gonna hate him because he left. I was rooting against them until they played the Packers and the Chiefs, and I don't like either of those teams, and I rooted for him. But I don't think they they're, they're the best team in the division, so they're gonna win it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Let's get to the 
the last one, probably the toughest division to predict, the NFC West. You have the Seattle Seahawks, Los Angeles Rams, Arizona Cardinals, San Francisco 49ers. Uh, I I think the Rams win this. I, I think they do. They have one of the best defenses in the NFL. They, they're only, their uh, addition of Matthew Stafford, I, he's been, he has so much to prove. Been on a not great team for a long time. He's got a lot to prove with weapons. Their defense, amazing. And then I think it goes Rams, 49ers, Cardinals, Seahawks. I think the Seahawks, like Seahawks, I think have the best opportunity out of any of these teams for go to first to worst. I don't know why. I, actually, I, I I take it back. Seahawks are third. Cardinals are, uh, what do you call it, last. But I think all these teams are above five hundred. You can show me any uh, potential ranking. You could randomize these teams and say yeah, that like this can... is how it's going to pan out. I could I'd probably believe you. Yeah. Unless the Rams are at the bottom. Unless the Rams because are at the I don't bottom. see much of a reason outside of horrible injuries that the Rams could yeah. uh, stay where they are, let like, alone progress. It would be hard for that to happen. I I don't know why. The Rams, the I can't think of much teams in the whole league that are better than the Rams as it stands right now. Maybe the Ravens and the Chiefs. Maybe the Ravens and the Chiefs, but I think they're easily the best in the NFC. Yep. Easily the best in the NFC. 100%. You like you said, Jeff. I agree. You could randomize any of these teams, put them in alphabetical order. It would still probably be right. Like, it's such a toss up. Like, it's gonna. I really just think it depends on how well Matthew Stafford fits in with the Los Angeles Rams offense. I think I think he'll do just fine, to be honest. I think he would too. Sean McVay, great coach. Uh, could led somehow pulled it out of his ass to. Have, carry Jared Goff to a Super Bowl appearance and then got smoked by Bill Belichick because he's a genius. Bill Belichick yeah, I, is such a genius in that Super Bowl. I, I talked about this last time, but I um, I think the Seahawks have been teetering on the edge of mediocrity for a long time. I think they've gotten lucky numerous, numerous times. And I think this is the year it's finally... I want to say I think if they have a bad it might year, not happen, but I think th- this might be the year it finally breaks and they go down to like eight and nine. I think I think if they have a bad year this year, Russ could just say, "Screw it." They have a bad year this year, like he he has his ring. I mean, he doesn't really need to stay in the Seahawks. I don't see him way that much get yeah, much better than they I are agree. now. Max, what do you think? Are you on the same boat with Jeff and I, or do you have a clear cut winner? Nope, I'm on the same boat with you guys. Yep. Okay. It's it's one of the it's gonna be one of the most interesting divisions to watch. I agree. Mhm. And I think that's all we got for today. I think I think we covered not much MLB news. Uh. Yeah. Any any uh, last any last words? From you guys? I think we can conclude by uh, giving our finals predictions, and I will stand. With my prediction from the last time, Bucks in seven. Suns in seven, baby. Bucks in six, but they are losing at halftime and they come back to win, so I get my free Taco Bell taco. Suns That's what we're looking seven. forward to this week. Suns in seven. Suns in seven. We will okay. certainly update you guys with another episode after maybe game six, no matter how that goes. Mm-hmm. We'll maybe see. an NBA draft, uh, mock draft. 
possibly. Look out for possibly. that. But yeah, uh, uh, thanks we'll you guys you for guys listening, and we'll see you guys soon. in the next episode. Uh, JBM signing off. <laughs>